Let's go! It's that time of year, baby. We are back. Football season is upon us. NFL is back. We are about 30 hours from kickoff. At the time of recording, Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we're back. It's time. All the waiting has gotten us to this point. NFL season is upon us. We'll talk a little college football, too. That is upon us as well. Week 1, done and dusted. Had some losses, some FCS teams. Took advantage of some FBS teams. But we're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. Right now, I believe Tampa Bay is an eight-point home favorite. Um, that makes a lot of sense, you know, especially if Dallas does not have Zach Martin. Um, that's going to be a big deal for Dallas. He's on the COVID list. Um, Dallas did have some early COVID scares. You know, DeMonte KZ, uh, C.D. Lamb, Connor Williams all went on the COVID list but have since been activated. So that's good to see. It would really be tough to go in there without C.D. Lamb, probably our number two receiver at this point. Um, you know, then, of course, uh, Noah Brown, Brandon Knight, Zach Martin are still on the list. But don't count out Zach Martin yet or Noah Brown or Brandon Knight, any of them. Um, apparently, Dallas does have a plan for them to get on to the field Thursday if they can have two negative tests within 24 hours. Um, so that I think Zach Martin tested yesterday. I'm not sure what that test came back, positive or negative. I have not heard. Um but that there is still a plan to have them play Thursday if they can re meet those requirements, remain symptomless, and get those two negative tests. Um, so we'll still see what happens. Um, if not Zach Martin at, um, at right guard, it'll probably be Connor McGovern. So we'll see what happens there. Still not completely uh, out yet, but uh, it's looking that way. But we'll see how it goes. It'd be you know with that. Those, uh, those nose tackles they've gotten to Dominican Sue, the defensive tackles they've gotten to Dominican Sue and Vita Vea, it'd really be helpful to have Zach Martin on on that offensive line because um, that, uh, that defensive line of Tampa Bay is fantastic. So they're going to be tough to beat. Um, so really having Zach Martin there is going to be key, and hopefully he can get those two negative tests and get on the field. Um, the Dallas' defense moving on the other side of the ball, they're going to have a tough test. Um, against that Tampa Bay offense, you know, Tom Brady, they're coming off a Super Bowl win. Uh, they're riding high. They brought back everyone on offense, you know, so they're, you know, they're ready. They're re they're geared up, ready to go for another Super Bowl run. And, uh, you know, I know Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown are having some injury issues, so we'll see what happens there. But, uh, you know, with that core, Mike Evans, like I just said, Chris Brown or Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, excuse me, um, that's going to be tough for that young Dallas secondary. Uh, Trayvon Diggs in his second year, Anthony Brown, C.J. Goodwin. You know, Nashawn Wright's going to have to make some plays because Kelvin Joseph is, well, is is out. Um, he's out with a groin injury. He will be. He's on IR. He'll be out for three about three weeks. Um, so Nashawn Wright, a third round pick that everyone was so up in arms about, it's going to get some probably going to get some work this week, um, just because you know don't really can't. It's hard to. I like Jordan Lewis, but. The team doesn't seem to trust him very much. Um, of course, you know, he's still got no Joseph. So, you know, Sean Rice probably going to get some work um, tomorrow night against a really good receiving core. So, we'll get to see, you know, we'll, we'll get to see week one what that kid's about, you know, if he's if he's really was worth the third-round selection. You know, of course, our safeties, Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Curse, uh, Demonte KZ, Malik Hooker, um, they're going to have some work as well. I think Wilson and KZ will probably be our starters. 
Um, so we'll see how that goes. I'm excited about this linebacking core, though. Dallas is going to have to rely on their front seven heavily to get them where they want to be in this game. If they want to win, they're going to have to put pressure on Tom Brady. If he's comfortable in the pocket, that, that secondary is going to get shredded. It's going to be easy for him. So, uh, you know, it's be, be really just see what Dan Quinn dials up, especially with Micah Parsons. They like to move him around. It's gonna, I, feel, I feel like I'm going to see his hand in the dirt a few times. He's going to be down on the line rushing the passer. He's going to be back at middle linebacker. So it's going it's to be interesting to see where he lines up. Um, you know, got Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory. They both need to be forced. You know, Randy Gregory looks great in preseason. He needs to be in the backfield a lot. So does Demarcus Lawrence. You know, I know a lot of people bash him because he doesn't get the sack numbers, but that man is fantastic in the run game, but he does really need to be in the backfield and really need to generate pass rush this week to make Tom uncomfortable. They both need to be forces. Um, watching DeMarcus go against Tristan Wirfs will be will be fun. Tristan Wirfs is one of the best young right tackles in the game. He was a rookie last season. He was fantastic. He's already one of the best. So, it's going to be great to see that battle go up against all night. Um, but yeah, like I said, if Tom's got time to throw, it's game over for this Dallas team. I don't really think Dallas is going to win if that is the case. Um, I don't, I'm not too worried about the Dallas offense, even if Zach Martin doesn't play. Because um, you still got, you know, Lel Collins at right tackle, Tyron Smith. They're both ready to go. Um, Connor Williams improved a lot last year. I like where he's at. Uh, so, you know, the offensive line won't be in shambles without Martin. But, you know, having not having probably their best lineman, I think Martin is that best lineman at this point. Um, just because Tyron Smith has had a bunch of injury issues. Um, so... Not having your best lineman hurts, but they've got three other very solid linemen. Of course, you know, Tyron Smith, um, if he can stay healthy, is, is one of the best left tackles in the league. So um, that helps them. They're not completely in the dark there on the offensive line if Zach Martin is unable to play. But they, they've still got, you know, uh, on, that, on that receiving core, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Mari Cooper, Dak Prescott, of course. You know, um, he's a candidate for comeback player of the year. So um, that'll be interesting to see what that – because that, you know, that – Tampa Bay secondary, that defense in general, has playmakers at all three levels. You know, I mentioned Dominican Sue and Vita Vea earlier. Um, you know, in the, in the linebackers, they've got Levante David uh, in the secondary. They've got Antoine Winfield Jr., Carlton Davis, uh, Devin White in the linebacking core as well. So, yeah, I know that, that uh, Tampa Bay defense is very stout playmakers on all three levels. So the Dallas offense will have to come out and will have to be, you know, mistake-free football. They can't come out like they started last season with the turnovers, okay? The turnovers will cause them to lose games early this season. They have to play mistake-free football, especially against this very solid Tampa Bay team. Um, so, and I and I don't think Dallas is going to have too many, like I said, I don't think they're going to have too many issues on offense. I think that offense has looked good so far. Um with, with Dak in there in, pre, in the training camp. So Dak's been making a lot of good throws ever since he's been cleared to throw the ball again. Um, I think he's ready to go. I don't see too many issues on the shoulder front. Um, they took their time. They had acted with abundance of caution. So I think that's, uh, I think that's all good. I think his injury issues... Um, are not as crack, not as big of a deal as they are cracked up to be. People are making a big deal out of it, and I think Dallas was just acting with an abundance of caution, and people took that and ran with it as Dak was more injured than he was. And that's I don't really know if that was the case. People just over like to overreact, so that's really all that was. Um, people need to calm the hell down. Uh, quit talking about my boy like that, because he's good to go. And I think Dallas is going to be competitive in this game. I do think they will lose, unfortunately. Uh, I think, you know, of course, Dak hasn't played since week five. I don't know if that's going to be too much of a factor, but it could factor into things uh, week five of last season. And so that's something to watch out for. But, I mean, you know, Dak's played football before. He's been here. He know he's a professional. He knows what the game's like. So I don't really know if that'll factor too much, but it could. Um, 
But I do think, you know, Tampa Bay offense will be just a bit too much for Dallas' defense in week one. Uh, maybe, you know, play this game in week, you know, 12 or 13. Maybe a different story once this defense has had time to, you know, really get on the field together, really work together and develop, you know, their identity. So, but week one against uh, the offensive firepower that Tampa Bay has, I just don't think Dallas' defense is going to have, uh, get enough stops. And, you know, I think, you know, Tampa Bay's defense will get some of the stops they need just because I know Dallas is kind of prone to mistakes on the offensive side of the ball. So we'll see what happens there. And I do think the final score, my final score right now is Tampa Bay 35, Dallas 24. Um, I just think Dallas, I think Tampa Bay's offense will just be a bit too much for Dallas' defense in this in week one. So, but that's just my thoughts on it. Uh, that's what, you know, and even if Dallas does lose, I'm not, not freaking out. Like I said, this Tampa Bay team just won a Super Bowl. They just brought back everyone from that Super Bowl team. They're good. They're going to be good. So it's not, I'm not freaking out if Dallas loses this game, okay? I'm not freaking out at all. And if Dallas comes in and is competitive, that's even better. Now, come out getting blown out, uh, that's a different story. And uh, this Dallas team is expected to be pretty competitive in the NFC, specifically the NFC East. Um, I think they might be the favorites to win the division. So a week one loss to a very good Tampa Bay team doesn't doesn't rattle my chains very much, okay? So and if Dallas can pull up the SA, great. And they've got every chance to. I'm not sitting there saying Dallas can't win this football game. This is a winnable game for Dallas. They got to go out there, play mistake-free football on both sides of the ball, and they just got to take you know turnovers on offense. You know, maybe the defense can force a couple, get Tom to making it, get Tom to get uncomfortable in the pocket, get a strip sack, maybe get him throwing an interception. You know, his defense will have to force a couple turnovers. You know, if the Tom goes out there and throws three touchdowns, no turnovers, 300 yards, game's over. There's no way Dallas is winning this football game. So Tom's got to disrupt Tom. Got to disrupt Tom Brady. That's pretty much the key to the game right there. So, uh, and you know, like I said, I don't, you know, I don't think Dallas will win. Uh, I just think that Tampa Bay offense is too powerful. So we'll see what happens. Though, um, got to put pressure on Tom. I think that's the big key to the game for that Dallas defense. If he's uncomfortable, then they have a very good shot to win this game. You know, now moving on. You know, Dallas isn't the only team playing this week. You know, for other intriguing NFL matchups in my eyes. Anyway, you got Green Bay at New Orleans. Um, first game without Drew Brees for New Orleans. A new era. Um, for the Saints, Jameis Winston, let's go. Um, I thought Jameis was a moron coming out of college. I still think he kind of is, but that man is exciting to watch play football. Don't know why. You you see some of the throws he makes, and then you're like, oh, my God, what the hell was that? And then you literally, like, then the next throw, he's like, oh, my God, what the hell was that? So it's it's crazy what the what you're going to get out of Jameis Winston. Now he's got a coach in Sean Payton, a very good coach, a Hall of Fame coach in Sean Payton. Um, and then, of course, on the other side of the ball, um, you've got Aaron Rodgers and his game back with, in this potentially last season in Green Bay. Uh, you know, after the big tumultuous offseason they had, they finally got their issues resolved, and he's on the field, and of course that's what they wanted all together. They never wanted to get rid of him at all. Um, he has Devontae Adams. He got Randall Cobb back. You know, on the New Orleans side, back to them, you know, Michael Thomas is out for a while. Traycon Smith is probably going to be the number one receiver, but they still have Alvin Kamara who can line up all over the field and do whatever he wants to. So that will be an interesting matchup. I think Green Bay will probably end up taking that one, but it'll be interesting to see what Jameis can do um, with that arm strength um, under a you know really good coach. So we'll see what happens there. That's interesting to me. Another one, uh, Chicago at uh, L.A., the Rams, Matthew Stafford's first game as a Ram. Uh, we've got the end of the Mitchell Trubisky era in Chicago. Got the start of the Andy Dalton era for right now. I still think Justin Fields needs to be the face of that team. That will probably happen eventually. I'll give Andy a few weeks. 
I'll give Andy a few weeks, but it needs to be Justin Fields' team. Like, they need to hand the reins over. Andy is just a placeholder. And they really need to focus on getting Justin Fields on the on, on the field. Like, he's, he's, he's the guy for that team. I don't really think it's not Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's not going to get the team in the playoffs. Will Justin Fields get the team in the playoffs? Probably not. But I think you got to look towards the future, and it's not Andy Dalton, and it's Justin Fields. But that'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Matthew Stafford, he's projected to have an all-great season with L.A., even though he's been he's been good with, um, you know, he was good with Detroit. You know, his year, you know, his injuries got caught up to him, and he had some down years at the end there. But, you know, I don't really know why they expect him to just go to L.A. and just explode. Because he's under Sean McVay, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. We'll see, we'll see. I think I still, I still think he's got some talent left. But to go out there and perform like people act like he's gonna be an MVP candidate, I just don't get it. So that'll be interesting to see what happens at, at that game. Um, moving on, uh, you got Pitt and Buffalo, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. That's gonna be an interesting AFC matchup. Pittsburgh's a 50-50 team for me. It really depends on what they get out of Air, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, can he put up 4,000 yards again? I don't know. Um, he's got some weapons around him, so that really does help. Um, so you got Najee Harris, a rookie running back. You know they've got a Chase Claypool, they got Juju, they got Deontay Johnson. So they've got some weapons around Ben. Uh, that defense is going to be stout. So yeah, I think they're a 50-50 team. That defense for sure is going to help them get win some ball games this year. And if that offense can be, you know, average or slightly above average, I think Pittsburgh could find themselves in a wild card position at the end of the season. But of course, Buffalo is going to be one of the top teams in the AFC. That was no question. Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, the head coach. Of course, you know, got Stephon Diggs out wide. So they've got, you know, that Buffalo team's loaded, ready to go. Um, they brought back a lot of the pieces for their defense. I think they saw we signed Matt Milano. So they've got some people coming back and that team's geared up to make another run in the AFC this year. And then, um, Another game that piqued my interest, Cleveland at Kansas City. Cleveland's got projections to win the AFC North, so they're going to be a team to be trifled with this season, or expected to at least. You know, it's, it's still Cleveland. To sit there and say that they are projected to win anything, it's crazy for me to keep It's crazy for me to say. So it's almost hard for me to believe, but that's where we are in this timeline of football. And Cleveland's good. And they play, of course, a powerhouse in the, another powerhouse in the AFC, uh, Kansas City, um, who is obviously a much a much better team, in my opinion. But um, we'll see what happens. Cleveland's got uh, the best running back tandem in the league, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Great offensive line. It's going to go against a pretty good cake, uh, Kansas City defensive line. So that'll be a fun matchup to watch. Yep, so this is two teams that are expected to do well in the AFC with an early season matchup. Now, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, Cleveland's going to come out with a chip on the shoulder, as they always do. That's kind of their M.O., so, um, you know, Baker Mayfield is going to come out, and we'll see what happens if he can continue to build off last season or if he's going to fall on his face. And, yeah, and if the Browns continue to uh, be Brown-like as they have in the past or if they will continue this winning trend that they've found themselves in. But to sit there and just talk about the Browns winning after they've done nothing but lose my whole life is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, moving on to a little college football talk the Top 25 came out yesterday. Um, first off, we're going to shout out North Texas. Beat Northwestern State 44-14, as they should have. Um, defense, I think, looked a little shaky early, but they really came through and resolved as the, as the game went on. Forced a lot of turnovers. Um, offense was um, offense was good. Uh, DeAndre Torrey ran all over them. Uh, 
UNT's got a pretty good offensive line, and they're going to really rely on that run game as the season goes on, I feel like. Um, especially if they can't really figure out if they want to go with Asanani or Jace Reuter um, as their quarterback. So, But Reuter did get the start, and I think they used him uh, quite a bit. So um, we'll see if he can build and get a little bit better. He wasn't the he wasn't as great as I'd like to see him be in week one, maybe. Um, coming out to a tough test in week two against SMU, we'll see what happens there. Um, moving on to, you know... Um, Power Five conference, you know, top twenty-five talk. You know, um, had some teams lose. Um, this all happened. Everybody probably knows all this. North Carolina lost to Virginia Tech. Number twenty Washington lost to Montana. Um, five other FCS schools beat FBS programs. So that's you know, FCS is producing some pretty good football. Um, UCLA beat number sixteen LS- LSU. Number nineteen Penn State beat number twelve Wisconsin. Of course, you know, Clemson fell to Georgia. That game was a battle of defenses, as I kind of expected it to be. Um, both of them have really good defenses, and Clemson facing some early season adversity before they play their cake schedule is good. Are they going to be in the conference college football playoff conversation towards the end of the year? Probably, but that's just how the damn NCAA likes to do things and keep what they lock in there, losers. But anyway, um, the new top twenty-five came out, and you know. UCLA, Virginia Tech find their way in. Auburn and Ole Miss find their way in as well. Ole Miss clobbered uh, Louisville. Uh, Indiana and Washington, Louisiana all out. Louisiana lost to Texas. Texas played pretty well that game. So, um, you know, Washington losing to an FCS team, of course. You're out. Indiana got throttled. They're out. So, yeah. And that's the way And that's the, way the uh, top 25 shaped up. No, two, no other big changes up and down there. Uh, you know, I think the teams entered are the teams that deserved to enter. I think Auburn was getting votes anyway. Ole Miss was getting votes anyway. So, um, you know, they handled their business week one. Auburn smacked Akron. So, you know, handle your business week one. If you're already getting votes, teams are going to lose. You're going to find yourself in the top 25 week two. How it works. You go out and handle your business week one. You might find yourself top 25 week two if you were already getting votes. Because other teams are going to lose. It's just the way it works. Somebody's going to drop the ball. Always, always happens. Um, you know, we're moving on to week two. Not too many big games in the big in the top twenty-five. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Oregon plays Ohio, Ohio State. Oregon's number twelve. Ohio State's number three. But now the big one. This is the big. One. I say there's not many, but there is one big one. One big one. Number ten Iowa. Number nine Iowa State. That's going to be a massive game. Massive sidehog game. Probably the biggest one ever. Let's be real. Since when have both of these teams been in the top ten? I can't remember. I don't think I was alive. So this is going to be a massive game in Iowa. Give them something to be happy about. What do they got to be happy about in Iowa? Football. That's it. That's it. So let them have it. Let them have it. And then another game uh, Another game I'm watching, Texas at Arkansas. That's going to be fun to watch as well. Of course, Steve Sarkeesian's got a lot of a lot of um, experience to get Arkansas. He's, he's torched them in the past when he was at Bama. But... um. That Arkansas team's on the up, on the up and up. They're they're coming up, and if Texas is not careful, they got that freshman quarterback. They, uh, I know Arkansas's got some experience at that cornerback position. So if um, if Texas isn't careful, they might lose that game. It's in Fayetteville, so it's not going to be easy for Texas to walk in there and win that game. It's going to be loud. They're going to be pumped up because they know they have a chance to win it. They really do. So Texas better be careful. Better watch out for them Razorbacks. Um, UNT. I think I mentioned maybe mentioned their UNT takes on SMU. Um, going to be a tough night for UNT, especially that defense can't, um, 
can't really turn the page. You know, they need this is the game where the defense has shown that they have turned the page from last season, have really improved. And even if UNT loses, if they can stay competitive, the defense can get some stops and turnovers. You know, um, SMU's quarterback Mordecai threw for seven touchdowns last week, broken broke a record. So they've got a tough test. That defense is going to have to show us that they really turned the page. UNT's will. Um, if they want to show that they are going to be contenders in, in Conference USA this year. So week two kicks off Friday night. Kansas takes on number 17, Coastal Carolina. Um, Kansas won their first game since October of 2019 last week, beat FCS team South Dakota. Um, Kansas is led by former UNT courses. We're talking about UNT, former UNT quarterback uh, Jason Bean. So that's interesting. He played, he got legitimate playing time. He didn't do overwhelming stats, but he did enough. Led a late fourth quarter drive and helped Kansas win that football game. So good for him. Good for Kansas. They stormed the field like a bunch of nerds, but to be real, they haven't ever been there before. So they don't know what winning feels like, so I get it. You get your first win in forever, even if against the FCS team, storm the field. Who cares? I wish I would have been able to storm the field back when I was in college. That would have been fantastic. Find any reason to, I guess. And that's first win against the FCS team? Whatever. Kind of nerdy. Back like you've been there before, in my opinion, but Teach his own, I guess. So, that's a bit for the point. Um, it's, I know it's been a while since uh, I put out a podcast. It's kind of a dead season in the in the sports world. Uh, my new job changed up my schedule, so I've been adjusting to that. So, or not my new job. My old job changed up and gave me a new schedule, so I've been changing to that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna start getting them out more regularly now that football's back and going. Basketball starts soon, so yeah, it's about picking up and. Uh, Yeah, thanks for listening, thanks for sharing, and uh, I'll see you all next time.